This is Beyond This Earth. Hello, folks. Welcome to this special edition of Beyond This Earth. Religion in an Age of Darkness. This is Novid Hollerbeck here. In our first segment, we're going to talk about what has changed in faith, what convinces people to join. In the next segment, we are going to discuss the recent video about Miyazaki and his works from Religion for Breakfast and some very fascinating observations that we can learn from what we have seen from this particular research concerning Shinto and all the rest of it. And it's linked to certain things that we did in our project. Actually, the first two segments talks about these particular things. In the next segment, we will talk about Lent and Good Friday 2020 and how difficult it was for me and certain things that I usually do that may not be done anymore. And then we will be talking about the news stories of the week and more space subjects and Wishing everyone and every each one of you a much better Easter Sunday and going beyond that as well as we actually truly start the year 2021. I'll, I'll explain that near the end of the broadcast. Can anybody explain why you joined the church, you baptized, in the faith, all the rest of it, can you explain? I wish anybody could explain it as simple as possible, but a lot of people become a part of the faith via their families as they initiate them into the church, whereas as a synagogue, a Catholic church, a mosque, in some senses, a Buddhist temple. They start young, they get into certain things, and then things are seen for what they are. Now today, America has a completely different way of seeing religion. And that religion is, let's just give it a buck. I said it back during the specials that we did. That's the positive masculinity and religion specials that we did. For the first four week, five weeks that we came back after the break on January 28th. And what I said was simple. I said that towards the end of the specials, I said that there was a goddess movement. Rolo Tomasi said there was a goddess movement being brewed around. Michael Tessarian pretty much put some emphasis in that it's an old world disorder. And even John Michael Greer has mentioned to men who are connected to this matriarchal movements which were later connected to feminism which i believe was just a part of the whole shebang of feminism anyway if rollo tomasi and which i pretty much in concurrence agreed that feminism started in the 1840s 
it was pretty much an anti-masculine or anti-male uh, treatise on its face. It may have seemed that at the time that it was trying to get men off of the booze and all the rest of these things, but they never knew then, and they still have a horrible misunderstanding now of what men can actually do. And that is deeply unfortunate. And it has become extremely dangerous on their end. But one of the things that has that I made sure to make clear in the specials during the first part is why is the, the what why do people come to the church now when the church is more focused on single motherhood and the whole lot of it? especially with a lot of these younger churches, younger than the Catholic and Protestant churches, Lutheran churches, and all the rest of those, and the Baptist churches, and later on the Episcopalians. Why do these churches focus so much on trying to deal with and integrate the situations concerning with single motherhood and the inability of these churches to reconcile families. Um, one of the mistakes that people have made and us as those who belong to religious faiths all over the world, the mistake that we have made and a lot of it, and there's actually two mistakes. One that we Catholics and we Christians make a mistake on. And another that I do want, I don't want to say that Muslims make this mistake, but there is a concept of things that are historically correct but the contents of that correctness in history tends to go against those that believe in that faith in the sense that the concepts there have hurt any honest discussion on where one stands between religion and the and um and the American system. I just want to make that clear when I get to that, that particular point. But the one mistake that Catholics have made, especially now, is that we do not understand that Christ is all around us and that there are good people who never knew him but has his light in him and is already walking with him even if they will never see that we we have through our own way, through, through our own lives as Catholics, as Christians, 
have to do the right thing and emulate Christ in our lives. That has always been the case, but there are those who emulate Christ without knowing who he is or knowing that who he is do not disrespect our way of life. And the mistake is, and this has hurt Christianity in ways that is almost incalculable to understand. The inability for us to have the protection of the faith, but also those to protect those that may believe in another faith, but still walk with Christ in that particular sense. They do not, we have been in deficit because of it. Because ultimately, every knee and every tongue shall bend, it will still happen. That's the basic fundamental truth of it. Jesus has done enough. That's the basic way I see it. And that's the basic way it should be seen if one has understanding the precepts of our faith, the faith of the church. But there are those who have followed him without even knowing him. And in certain ways, the mistake is we don't have or we never came to prayer to bring about a way of convincing others that he was already with them and to showcase that in a way that if they came to the church full of faith and full of grace, they would have come with us as a community. But if not able to, because of other particular things of that nature, they will be still be able to walk with him, even though they can never fully accept him. Not because they sinned against God or anything. That's not what it is. But in the respect of our faith and the respect that their good works throughout their lives have brought to everyone, including those that are in our faith. That is basically what I'm saying. The mistake is, is that we are too enamored and overly not self-righteous in the right direction but self-righteous in the directions that continue to bring pride the wrong type of pride the wrong type of success the wrong type of all of these things into hurting others 
which is basically how the entities that are now have full control of America now has impacted the church in certain in so many ways that the effectiveness of our lives have become affected in ways that it cannot be possibly predicted nor contemplated or even eschewed. The thing that you need to understand about our society that people do not get and may never understand and people need to make this clear. Society is responsible for the sins of its people in certain ways. And that one of the reasons why I said prostitution is the literal destruction of civilization is that in first of all in a christian sense we are fallen from god's grace ultimately and prostitution continues that sins of the flesh concept and raises it up to a level that it becomes in many terms with much smarter men, much smarter priests and all the rest of it said it reaches to the point of mortal sin. Basically, you're going to hell. That's what they say. In that that in a in a spiritual sense destroys civilization because it damns the faithful and their souls to purgatory and a lot of times to hell by the very nature that one buys a woman's attention. One buys a woman's attention to release certain things that should not be released at that particular juncture when it comes to certain things outside of marriage. And it is doubly worse if it is being paid for by the lucre of the state that basically does not defend or protect the the nation and the innocent of the nation from those that have sinned against God ultimately and sinned against this the supposed state, as it were. On a a psychological way that it is, it's bad news because it continues victimhood. On a philosophical level, evil needs to be punished and good needs to be rewarded. A society does not... does not respect good from evil deserves to be destroyed at all costs. 
for the protection of the innocent and the protection of those that wish to live their rise in the correct fashion. The fundamental problem has always been this. Until we get this clear. And y'all need to get it real clear. If a society does not punish that concept, you're in trouble. So one of the things that states do, and one of the things that a successful society has to do in order to make sure that crimes are no longer committed in as a is to create punishments that fit the crime and make sure that other people does not do that particular crime in order to protect those that are innocent. That means, yes, the death penalty has to be accepted, but the Catholic Church has had issues with the death penalty and that wants to say that we can no longer take life. We cannot take another man's life because of it. One of the things that makes America a little bit different in that sense is that life has a certain cause, yes, but, and they life need to be protected, but certain things have to be reached to a certain point where that another life lived in this particular sense does not bring any sort of success or any sort of reconciliation or rehabilitation to the victims that have been hurt by particular perpetrators. That's one of the reasons why the death penalty exists. And the Catholic Church and the state, especially in an American state, have never reconciled or may never be able to reconcile these two particular issues. But these are just some of the examples. When the state decides to bring about, like I said in the earlier specials that we did, when the state decides to do prostitution, state-run prostitution, the state has basically become the enemy of the faithful, point-blank range. It is what it is. It has become the enemy of the faithful. It will become the enemy of the faithful because they have decided to declare war on your sons, not your daughters, your sons first. They have declared war on your sons. They have declared war on the men of the faithful. It doesn't matter which religion it is. But religion in this particular context and the way it is have to be seen, it can no longer handle the things the state has taken over from. One of the things that 
the faith now has to move towards is the acceptance of death, of dying, of aspects of decay, that in this sense brings about some sort of easiness, if you want to put in that particular terms, that will bring happiness to us in for the whole week, even if things don't go our way. The church needs to move away from the gambit of marriage. Not in the sense that, oh, we shouldn't hate those that are married and all the rest of it. They can still do religious unions between men and women. That's not going to change. That's even preaching about marriage that should not change. But they not they need to make it important, as always, but they should not rest their head on things that certain generations do not have the spirit do not have the constitution physically and emo- and mentally to handle. I do not believe with beyond a shadow of a doubt that the majority of millennial women and a smattering of Gen Z women are capable of marriage at the age they are supposed to be married. I do not believe they're capable. And those that are already capable have been convinced, especially if they were under a single parent household, leaning female single parent household, that they would end up in a certain situation that would lead them to self-harm. That is not where successful motherhood will ever come out from. There can be counseling to get through some of the problems, but someone is taking, especially a man who's dating a woman such as this, is taking a ginormous risk in not only his life, but his own freedom if this person commits suicide. That's what I'm trying to say. We have to protect, men have to protect themselves because if the church is not willing to do the right thing, as they're forced not to, then you see the problems ahead. We have to accept also the fact that aspects of religions are going to change in ways that may not make the faithful extremely happy. One of the changes I believe that is coming to Christianity 
in ways that people can can pop can predict is that there will be a push for marriage just because it, the gynocentric order says that it will take it. But once that happens, we do, it's not called the Catholic Church. Another thing that is going to start happening is that a lot more women are there. I noticed it throughout Lent. Back in the day, there used to be much more larger audiences for the Stations of the Cross. The Stations of the Cross is very important, especially during Lenten season. But I see more women in doing the job of the Stations of the Cross. And it led me to believe that there is going to be a push for a marriage between priests. If not in the whole church, but at least the American church, American Catholic church. And it is going to be pushed by the establishment here in america it's a disaster waiting to happen but there it is folks i'm sorry another thing that all religions are going to have to face is that men leaving the church and the church becomes more female oriented that the precepts of the church are going to be skewed or changed for these particular religious ceremonies. Another thing that might happen is that I'll start taking other things like they start taking other things like um oh we forgive we we do this we do that the churches need to learn a little bit from Shinto and how to develop ways of handling darkness, of ways of handling depression, and all the rest of it, they need to do that. So, what do we do now that we're at an age of darkness? That's just no rush, right? I don't believe so. One thing that we also must learn from Islam and the way the prophet is seen, there are certain people that call the prophet in the latter part of the Quran, the fallen hero. I'm just going to leave it at that. 
but I noticed something as a Catholic that a lot of a lot of Muslims have done even greater than their than the prophet has ever done. Have done greater things and have done the right things for their families. So what is it when you have just done as good as your the leader of your religion or even it surpassed them in many ways? That's a huge feather in one's cap. And people should be praised for that. But I'm just saying. Sometimes one puts themselves way too low and keeps flagellating themselves to saying they're not worthy. But God has made them worthy and God has given them the blessings that they deserve. God will get us out of the darkness that we see, but only if we can take the life rafts out there that has been given to us in order for us to get through all of this. We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth, this special edition, Religion in an Age of Darkness, right after this. story that uh, the fascinating research that has come out from that particular um, five episodes but one episode I wanted to focus on 
is the way Miyazaki used religion. I mean, used Shinto religion and what they could have called playful religion versus the vernacular, as they put it in particular terms. And it also promoted an interesting anime religion in anime. Um, YouTube channel done by a researcher out in um, Illinois that uh, deals with religion. So she's going to talk about all those particular things as well and how religion is being used in that particular context. But uh, let me put some interesting dots into all of these things. And I think it explains a lot of the aspects that I believe that has affected the faithful, not necessarily in negative terms, although some people might see it that way, but has affected the ideas and the ideals or has brought about the ideas and the ideals or has conflicted somewhat with the ideas and ideals of, uh, or has supported and enhanced the ideas and the ideals of our of the faith of all nations. One of the things that people need to recognize and need to realize in the fact that, especially now with the attacks on Asian people, uh, by a lot of them, unfortunately, by African Americans, as we're seeing all over through the internet and we will discuss more about that next week and need to explain all of these things in, in particular fashion, as it were, because I think it's pretty much connected to another similar track that has been happening with the LGBT community. And it is now time to showcase a lot of these things and open up the doors in, into figuring out how to solve these particular problems because I think they're all related in a certain sense. Um, and somewhat of what we're going to say here is going to explain a lot of the other things as well where we're going to discuss next week in a couple of segments too. What this, this show is that Miyazaki despite being somewhat, he admitted that he's a communist, he admitted that he was a feminist. Well, one artist admitted that he was a feminist. Uh, I'm a communist, excuse me, or has had leftist leanings. Mizaki never had said he's a communist, but he considered himself a feminist and said he wants girl power and all the rest of these things. One of the things that you begin to see in his films, and especially with um, the way his characters work and through his many works is the penchant and the notion of how he uses religion in the context of the mob, of what is actually there, the silence. I think they, religion for breakfast kind of missed that point and all of these other things. 
it is one aspect of the playful religion that he uses to great effect in this silence. The unfortunate truth about our Western society is that the concept of silence when it comes to the people, it came from religion, especially Catholic and Catholicism, not and Protestantism, and didn't and came from certain other pagan rites. It does not exist in modern culture. There is absolutely no space between what people might consider to be a moment that we need to take in order for reflection and the things that are beyond the things that are not reflective or should not be reflected upon. They have combined the two into what we consider, what anybody can consider. I call it allegoria, allegory of worldview, or the allegoria, the joy of life when there is no joy, the joyless life, the joyless religion, the religion of revenge. You may call it there, but I call it anti-allegoria. In fact, hold on one second. And let me explain this to, to explain the or because I'm connected into the art style needs to be connected to a a to, to the actual reality of the situation at hand. The word we're looking for is la triba, is tribia, a trebea, which is tantrum. That the cult, you have to understand the allegory is a Spanish word for joy. The antithesis of joy is anger, or the antithesis is sadness, grief, and all the rest of it. None of it fits except la retriva, which is tantrum. They call it a tantrum. So all we see is the tantrum. Understand what I'm trying to say? explain this culture is called the tantrum the tantrum art because this is what happens when a child goes through a tantrum and is angry and it's drawing something out there it's a call for help if you see it in that particular sense it is a cry for if you will see allegoria as like trabia tantrum that's what it is you have to find the negative, the antithesis, the anotrophic in order to understand the reality of the situation at hand. So in that particular sense, that art style that shows that is an art style that is extremely noisy. That's tantrum or tant tantrum, which is a tantrum, which is someone in a tantrum, someone that is a child that is in a tantrum. You notice in church when the children start crying. Well, they rarely, they didn't cry in the in the um, church that I was. They didn't even cry. They calmed down. They, they they knew how solemn this thing was. Children will understand these things, but on other days. Children will go through tantrums in church, not behave, that sort of thing. That is what the art, this art style is. 
this also is the tantrum for Rebeza. That's what it is. And that explains why when it comes to animation and, and this particular context, as it were, and how the tantrum lead, you have to understand also what a child does when it gets a tantrum. It wants something or it takes something. So this particular tantrum culture La Verbeza and the day. You gotta reverse the context. This particular culture takes. You understand? And one of the things that it takes, it takes toys. It takes shiny objects. And all these other things as well. One of the things that the animation industry in the United States did by making Miyazaki the corporate champion of anime was that it gave a a standard for everybody to go toward, especially in Cal Arts and all these other things. Whereas, oh, this is a religious, they, they saw Miyazaki in religious terms. Because he used playful religion, that sort of thing. He saw they saw Miyazaki in religious terms. They believe incorrectly in many ways that Miyazaki should be seen as a man that didn't get that is a uh they get the sense of cult of this day they they want things they want to and they make sure the core they wanted to aspire to they saw him as a god they saw him as a god but they incorrectly unfortunately they incorrectly said because they felt as though they saw him as a as a leader as a god of some sort of nature because of the inability of getting over certain things about asia that they need to start getting over that has clouded their visions of the way they see the world. This is mostly a leftist concept, but certain Republican, certain uh, conservative uh, movements have also seen it in that particular sense, and it also hurt them in ways that people that they have not, they have never been able to predict in certain terms. One of the um, things they also need to understand is that Miyazaki understands the concept of the Ma and that whole video was his whole vision of the Ma. That was basically it. And so they took it and they made some understandings about Shinto and a whole lot of it. But here's something that people need to understand. There needs to be a a period of silence in all things, especially in film, especially in animation, that it is just man and a pencil and what he can do with that pencil. 
all of your laws, all the dead were done in silence outside of cameras being flashed and whatnot, but mostly in silence. And every single change that happens in human life only comes through the moment between the silence to the action, <clears throat> the potential energy to the kinetic energy, to the actuated energy. It only happens in the moments of prayer. And the fact that a lot of men who are not enamored with the entertainment industry as a whole and almost not enamored with the way um, the entertainment industry has promoted itself over the last several years, especially with the situation concerning with Cardi B and Megan Stallion on the CBS uh, view of the Grammys, is that there is no silence in that particular structure. And they feel as though is that they are just loud. And they are just loud to offend. They're loud to basically say that they exist in this world and all the rest of these things. That they are carrying tantrums. And if you see art style as tantrums, as not allegory and not joy, tantrums, then you begin to understand what this culture represents and how it is. And one of the things they used to steal is that they tried to use to steal the pastel culture of of anime, especially of these cute little rabbits, cute little cats, dogs, and all these other things that these females, when they were younger, when they were in high school, draw and trying to see what type of man they wanted to be with, who is rich, who has power, who has uh, all these other things, which is basically what women have done throughout uh, human history, basically. Hypergamy in all forms. And they use this particular setup, especially in the later generation of the millennials and the early generation of the Zoomers, uh, especially with those that are closely related to the anime and the pastel pastel aesthetic or the um, or other particular parts of the aesthetic there such as the bling culture aesthetic that they're also putting out there when they bling out certain aspects of there in sort of this lo-fi thing that they're doing these days especially trying to recreate what happened in the 1980s with all of these superstars and starlets such as um Claudia Schiffer, Imam um, Cla- uh, Claudia Schiffer, um, Christy Brinkley, Cindy Crawford, those ladies, and uh, the aesthetic culture of the past when they were doing these high end, high end um fashion things on the soap opera such as as the world turns guiding light young and the restless those sorts of entities that did those stories in the 1980s with the power couples and all the rest of those things and they were talking about things that it would be seem to be all putting or has to be done in a context of the law and order side of things today so in aspects of this particular thing one of the things that we're beginning to also see in that is the goddess project and unfortunately miyasaki as a corporate champion of anime 
is bringing about the aesthetics of the goddess project and all those that agree with the allegory with the tantrum based culture the rabeza culture that we now see i'm going to make it a connection somewhat to what's also going on with what's going on within the border as well as part of this tantrum that wants and steals things and then denies that it steals and then it says oh, it's okay to steal or it's okay to share from those that stole from that particular thing instead of saying you did wrong you get punished i'll i'll connect it all back we have a goddess project going down in where aspects of LGBT culture, let's say Dragon King. Aspects of feminist culture that stole from Japanese teenage girls, the little drawings, the cute little stuff, and all the rest of it has, is, has been mutated into a form of anti-male bias if you want to put it in that particular term. Um, there are forms of memes that are not saying that all, all queens are dead, all women are queens, men have to wait for us, that sort of thing, but then turns it around and does this little type of vaporware, shoegaze, shoegazing, um, sea wave aspects, neo culture that somewhat uses aspects of the of the bling culture and uh how should i put it in that they, they use aspects of the bling culture and all the rest of it as a way to focus their memes um not that to say that the left can't meme but the memes are mostly feminine and a lot of females use those memes, especially a lot of fashion memes. A lot of them are connected with the fashion industry. And a lot of it is pretty much connected to African-American culture, African female, African-American female culture as well, which is also somewhat connected to kids culture and all the rest of these things. So, once you begin to see all of this, you begin to see a goddess project. The goddess project is the replacement of what aspects of Christianity or and Catholicism were. The aspects they considered to be incoherent to them with the exception of judgment and all the rest of it which the church tends to shy away from they use the things they shy away from and add all the things from this particular kitsch culture which is an amalgamation of these particular cultures combined and and amplified and then they use it into the concept of every woman is a goddess 
every man that wants to become with the God is can if they follow us. But I had said it in the specials, and I'm going to say it again here. It was wonderfully shown in certain anime, particularly since we're talking about anime, such as RE0 in the first core. All women will always go for those that they look up to. If a goddess or witch, let's say it, has powers and is always looking for a mate, she will always looking for someone that she looks up to. There is no such concept. And this is the greatest mistake we have made as human beings. The goddess concept cannot work. Because the goddess will always choose a champion. Do you understand this? The goddess will always choose a champion. And that champion she will fall in love with. Even up to the point of making demigods and goddesses from the champion that she made. She will always go to that particular male. Therefore, she will cause disaster throughout wherever and whenever. All goddesses are devils in that context because she does not care about anything about anything other than safety. If that means that they have to create tyrants in order to make sure that her religion and her religious practice are safe. In so, in for so, that is the case. She is a devil because she terrorizes or uses her champions to terrorize the rest of the populace. Christianity. And Catholicism says that God is not a tyrant. That you follow him and you have free will. Major difference. The goddess project is the destruction of free will from all of humanity, especially men, in order to dis in order to be able to have the ability to change their lives and make their lives better. All of the amalgamation of Mizaki's works, making him corporate champion of anime and all the rest of it is a part of a worldview that does not see men as human beings, that sees women as potential goddesses to be worshiped as, those potential goddesses will always look for the alpha male or what they consider to be alpha males or because they want security. If these men do, do destroy and terrorize everyone else, it is in the form of criminality and the, and prostitute and the, the allowance of prostitution is the connection between criminality. To use prostitution in order to promote criminality to find other alpha males or to or to build up 
certain men to become alpha males so others can join in the fray. And then they used to terrorize those of the faithful and those that want to do the right things through the use of gambling, through the use of crime, through the use of stealing, all the rest of these things in order to satiate, to satiate the desires of a woman who sees herself as a God instead of the creation of God that facilitates life as a mother to a child. That's another mistake they also made. Let me get this fully done. This brings problems to the faithful at large that we are moving towards this direction that all women have the capability to fall into these types of traps. One of the suggestions I said is that do they believe in our faith, in the faith of their fathers? Or do they believe in a concept of faith that is somewhat connected to what Hispanics used to do back in the day when Arthur Mercado was alive and he used to talk about all these things with astrology and the rest of it, that every 3 p.m., once the the guy with the astrology and the numbers and all the rest of it came around, if a young man was changing the channel at three o'clock to say, watch the Thundercats or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Transformers, the mother would whack him in the back of the head with a pan. You will notice it. He whack him in the head in the back of the head with a pan, and, uh, and that was it. You don't do that, especially if you have one television. They basically told him to go outside for the next hour. And the way they see Christianity as what it is, I think that one of the things that the faithful have to move forward is that there may be a point where, yeah, a young child, a young female child will love Christ, want to do the right things, want to become one with the church. Without strong fathers and able to tell them the right things to do concerning the church, the women are going to leave. And it doesn't matter how strong the pastor is. It doesn't matter how strong Catholicism is. The unfortunate truth about it is that a lot of women will want more deeper connections with their spirituality outside of the church. And the faithful now needs to accept the fact that a lot of these women are not are, are coming back to the church, not because they have matured, not because they will forget their sin and they will sin no more, but they come back to the church with false pretenses. And the faithful need to be careful and need to be watchful of all of this because basically the church is being invaded.
a woman who has been a part of the church, who is faithful to the church, does not do the things at that age, at a certain age, that will make her look bad in the future. Another thing that the church needs to learn, especially with this, when it comes to Amic using the Christian iconography and all the rest of these things, is that not to necessarily be offended by this, because it's not whether they believe or not, is to see it as Christ is speaking to us. And he's speaking through us, through other people. And if you don't read the rest of the message around these particular things, you are going to get lost and you are not in the place that it's that he is seeing it. Another thing that we also have to see is that the Japanese see all things that have a spirit. We Catholics have a similar idea of this. And we need to bring that back in a way. And if we can able to do that, there is no telling how better our connection with God can be. So I want everyone to listen to that episode of Religion for Breakfast and the new channel Religion in Anime. I think you'll learn something very interesting about it. And <clears throat> maybe things can be seen in a much more even light as well. We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. Uh, Nova Hollaback here. Um, some, one thing that I want to mention before we get to the announcements is that one of the other things that um, this particular cult, this movement, this goddess movement also does and is connected to the 
situation that is going on in the border is that they use people and they use aspects of the of other particular cultures as well as in order to bring about um these particular things especially when they use alegria there's a reason why they use the word alegria in the Sp in spanish is not be necessarily because they like spanish people or they even like the immigrants that are coming here that's not the key it's a political move. It, well, the reason why the the particular people use the word alegria in that particular sense is because they were supporting the the folks trying to find freedom in the United States, but there were ultimately political pawns in the game that the Democrats play. And now we're seeing the disaster that is happening over there. It is directly connected to this. It is directly connected. It is a form of a of a politics. It is a form of politics into the support of those that are pretty much the or the new particular slave slaves for the Democrats and what we consider liberal uh, ideology, ideals, and all the rest of these things. That's basically why Alegria exists as well so all of these particular cultures and concepts are put together into what people say oh it's called uh, uh, global bay or what have you i don't want to use that i don't use the word global what's it it's bullshit that's a lie it's global fairness if you want to call it in that particular sense but to me that is the algamation of its culture we call it neo-kitch culture or La Breza, the tantrum culture, because they always throw tantrums and cancel culture is one of the weapons. They're basically the board. That's what they are. They're basically the board and guess what the board has? A female leader. Why y'all motherfuckers so dumb? Why? Speaking of disappointments. Hate to see it, folks. You hate to see it, folks. You hate to see it. We're going to do some... I'm going to do a new article on... Guru Goffin in a couple of days. I'm working on some changes to Doga Queen that will make it a little bit better. Also, concerning Doga Queen, Kagan No Side will be available on four o'clock on Monday, especially with the one take beautiful um uh, thing that our friend the watcher <laughs> Elias talked about in the show. And um, we're planning to do something concerning with Revocade Sports in the next coming weeks. And hopefully things will reach to a point where wherever I need to get to, I can get to and it will be work out from there. And we got a game plan for that as well.
I just want to say that it was a difficult 2020, especially that this was the first time in my life that I did not get to celebrate Easter and I did not get to celebrate Good Friday. And it was an extremely difficult time for me. And recently I wanted to do certain things that I do for Good Friday that um, that I usually do before I go to Mass and there is no more songs and there is no more of the happy music. It is just silence. It is just beating of the chest and all the rest of it. In 2020, I didn't get to do that. And unfortunately, it looks like I'm not going to be able to get to do the, um, the things I used to do in preparation for this particular day, that particular day. And it's unfortunate. I felt disappointed about it. It should have been done in a better way, in a better format, but I'm not. I'm not going to abuse myself over this. There is something beautiful when it starts out the way it starts and to understand how tearful, how disappointed I was that I couldn't hear that hear that music again on this on that Good Friday this year. And I was able to do it this year, but I couldn't but I couldn't enter the the church and it hurts. And it hurts again. But this is the way America has seen itself. And I'm not in the business of trying to talk about corporations and what they do with music or what have you. But it's deeply personal to me on how such a thing can be seen and expressed. And uh, how it's not expressed the way it should be expressed. It's sad. I don't want to see that type of difficulty ever again. And that's some of the reasons why I have to do what I have to do in the future. So, Thank you for listening. We'll be back with the news of the week. More space stuff. What we're going to plan for next week. And... Greetings for a brand new Easter and truly a brand new year to start. We'll be back right after this on Beyond This Earth. Earth will continue right after these messages.
back. Let's go for the news of the week. In this whole broadcast, Jesus continues to suffer and die every week, especially in this particular Holy Week. Police and soldiers in Myanmar killed more than 100 people on Saturday, last Saturday, in the deadliest day of protests as a military coup in, started in early February. Boeing has resumed deliveries of a 787 plane after hitting pause for five months. The San Diego Comic-Con decision to hold its convention over Thanksgiving weekend is not making any friends. Amazon Warehouse in Alabama may will be submitting balance or whether to unionize. We'll see what happens with that as it develops. Also concerning that particular news, there's more intrigue to the story on why Discovery and Viacom CBS plunge at the falling analyst downgrades. CNBC had reported that the selling pressure were tied to positions in Archicalico's capital management, the multi-billion dollar family office of Bill Wang, a former trader at the head fund Tiger Management. Basically, what allegedly happens is that Archicalico's lenders forced it to sell more than $20 billion worth of shares on Thursday. Banks Nomura and Credit Suisse have warned that potentially significant losses are due to transactions with unspecified client. This, uh, later on, global traders are bracing for what is strange enough to be the uh, anticipating openings. We'll have more information about that next week. The Biden administration announced an ambitious plan to boost offshore wind power in the United States. The Czech Republic's richest man, Peter Killer, died in a plane crash in Alaska along with four others. Ark Investment, an investment firm that had an incredible run in 2020, has launched a space exploration exchange traded fund ETF today. Volkswagen accidentally the new name for insurance for the U.S. operations, Volkswagen. And they so clever you thought that other people would have come up with it. Carbone, the official Italian restaurant with a global reach, is now its own pasta sauce for retail. President Biden would un unveil a big infrastructure and manufacturing plan today. He already done that. NFL owners have approved a plan to extend the lead schedule to one game to 17. Virgin Galactic got a brand new spaceship. George R. R. Martin is helping write a stage adaptation of Game of Thrones. It makes sense, but I don't think Lil Morel Miranda will look great as the little guy. Chipotle's Natural Burrito Day promotion lets customers enter for a chance to win free burrito up to $25,000 in Bitcoin currency. Kenneth Chenault, the former CEO of American Express, and Kenneth Frazier, the CEO of former giant Merck, has spearheaded a letter by other executives of African-American descent to oppose restrictive voting bills across the U.S., especially the ones in Georgia last Thursday. Microsoft was awarded a Pentagon contract for its augmented technology headsets that will, will be worth $29.9 $21.9 billion over 10 years. 
The U.S. Supreme Court has heard oral arguments in its first case about the business of college sports in more than 40 years. Ford is slashing production of its since North American plants due to the chip shortage. Robin Hood is retiring the confetti that appeared when users made their first trade on the platform. Duh. Endeavor, the owner of UFC and other sports entertainment assets, is trying once more to go public. Automakers posted strong starts to 2021 despite the chip shortage. The Taiwan is speaking of chip shortages. The Taiwanese behemoth SMBC is investing $100 billion over three years in advanced semiconductor technologies. Coinbase is going public with a direct listing on April 14th. Asian American executives, especially Zoom executive Eric Wan and Open Table CEO Debbie Saw, has pledged $10 million for groups supporting the African, I mean, Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. Mitch McConnell said that Republicans will not support President Biden's $2 billion infrastructure package. And Mitch Chip was court ordered to pause the fulfillment of Lil Nods at Darkness Shoes after Nike filed a temple restraining order. Mitch Chip lawyer said that the majority of the 606 orders had already shipped. In other news, Georgia said Major League Baseball has announced that it was moving his all-star game in the 2021 draft out of Georgia due to the state's new restrictive voting law. The all-star game, which was scheduled to take place in Trust Plus in July, has been planned since 2019, but the league said that the Georgia law is at odds with its values. What would you get when you combine BTS, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, and Demi Lovato? A Kellopop playlist and now a global powerhouse of a music company. HYBE acquired Ithaca Holdings, which is owned by Scooter Braun, for about $1 billion yesterday. HYBE is a South Korean music company formerly named Big Hit Entertainment and managed a little known group called BTS, as well as rising K pop artists such as Seventeen and Tets. Ithaca Holdings is Scooter Braun's multi label music empire and oversees SB Projects, which manages the Justin Bieber, Grande Lovato, and more, and the country folks' big machine group which is the church breakup with Taylor Swift, which they own Taylor Swift's original songs. A South Korean music company is acquiring some of the U.S.'s most prominent labels instead of the other way around. What did I tell you a couple weeks ago that the American industry left four and a half years ago? They left about six to seven years, about 18 years ago to go to South Korea. They invested in this particular company. Now that company is own, owns three-fourths of the most popular artists in the world today. Looking ahead, Hybe has ambitions to become a lifestyle brand, which is hands in travel, real estate, and more. It is unclear likely will how will that look like, but if BTS Rabbit Army fan club, fan club backs it, they're going to become one of the biggest companies in the world. Do not be shocked in the future if this company reaches Facebook levels of money. Do not be shocked at all. In other news that is going down, Tesla 
has delivered 185,000 185,000 electric vehicles last quarter, more than doubling his deliveries from a year ago. John Kuznafis is stepping down of CEO of Waymo, the Alphabet subsidiary making self-driving cards. At least 50 passengers were killed when an express train derailed in Taiwan. The U.S. and Iran have agreed to restart talks of returning to a nuclear deal, the State Department said yesterday. So that is all the news that is print to print and craziness abounds with Major League Baseball as it starts its season. You don't want to do that, especially today. And now things are about to get real crazy. Interesting news from the space world. There is something called zodiacal light where Oh, we're seeing this light coming from this particular place, and it might be coming from the zodiac um, stars and all the rest of it. It's not coming from there. The zodiacal light actually comes from Mars. Yes, it comes from Mars. Remember three a couple of weeks ago when we when people when we were talking about this, we said that there was dust being thrown out of the atmosphere, and some of it is water content. Then last week when we said that the water was caked in, now it's saying that that particular dust that is being pushed out creates this zodiac or is partly creating this zodiacal light quite interesting we found a new form of ice water ice it is called ice nine team gotcha there gotcha there they found a new form of water ice and we just created it. It's called Ice 19. We were very close to Cat's Cradle. Very close. The moon has a long ass tail. And we go through it every single month. If you're an anime fan and you know Sailor Moon and all the rest of it, do you notice that her ball is longer than all the other balls that the rest of the uh, Sailor, Sailor Scouts have? That's pretty much because there's a tail and, well, this is how freaky shit is. It's freaky. Her her bow is longer than all the other bows in, or or bigger than all the other bows that each of them have, or she's the only one that has a bow in the back of the day, which which showcase her tail, which means there's a tail that goes through the, oh, it's freaky how, it's freaky how the creator of Sailor Moon, it's just so freaky. Remember when we saw Pluto and the heart that Pluto had, and it was greenish and all the rest of these things, and then we look at the suit that Sailor Pluto had, it's fucking freaky, man. And this shit also freaky, it's freaking me out. This, look, I don't care what they, it's a girl show. It's a girl show, but the shit that they put and the concentration Mrs. Takahashi did for her, for this particular show is freaking me the fuck out. Freaks me out. 
But sometimes, this is what I was trying to say all, um, all day concern, all of this episode concerning anime and religion and playful religion and all the rest of it and vernacular religion. And all the rest of it and how Miyazaki play with it. It's the same type of thing. Sometimes it reaches to the point of prophecy, especially with anime. But again, here's something that you need to also understand. America used to prophesy, but the prophecies are somewhat semi-true. Japanese media, especially certain media, prophesy but they prophesy within the ma if you don't look at the other places but not concentrate on the actual things that are happening right between you miss the prophecy even though even though man cannot do prophecy other things can do prophecy do you understand what i'm trying to get at so speaking of which do you know that black holes can study earthquakes we use quasars to study earthquakes. It's the three, four, five rule. Antenna, uh, telescope points to a quasar, and then another telescope points to the same quasar, and then it detects movements from that particular place, and they make an observation using that into determine how this particular day, uh, how far the plates are moving together or the plates are moving apart. It's quite fascinating, that little thing there. So those are the things that are happening in space and we'll have more about that later on in the upcoming weeks and months ahead. We're now heading towards episode 24 of Beyond This Earth. Oof. We're at least one episode away from the season finale of this from this season already. We were going to do more, but anyway, next week we're going to be talking about this chart, the trial. We'll be talking about all these other things as well, news of the week and other particular things of that nature. Thank you for listening to this special edition of Beyond This Earth, Religion in the Age of Darkness and how we get through it. This is Nova Hallback. Have a very happy Easter as the year truly finally begins. Take care of yourselves and we will see you guys next week on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth is a Garo Gothic production. <laughs>